It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. We'll give my man a call, 912-268-2328. 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simons for an authentic Italian meal. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Holiday Inn and all their properties. That's right, if you got to travel someplace and you need to stay uh, in a hotel or motel or resort, whatever, make sure you stay at Holiday Inn property. My favorite, uh, of course, is the uh, Holiday Inn Resorts and the Holiday Inn Express. But I'll give you a better reason uh, why you should stay at a Holiday Inn property because we'll get you a discount. Everybody wants to save some money, right? Well, all you got to do to get a Billy C discount is call our toll-free number, 844-603-0364. 844 Six four, uh, or just click the banner up on BillyCBoxing.com. Uh, and finally, uh, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of this book right now while you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit BarnesandNoble.com or Amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told. Uh, you want a signed copy? Just click the book on the website, or uh, if you're looking to get more than one copy, uh, just visit, uh, just email me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just email me, Billy at Talkin' uh, Boxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com, uh, and I'll hook you up with uh, uh, a, a special uh, deal. But uh, anyway, um programming note we won't be doing a live show again till next week uh apologize for that but it is what it is i told you guys uh uh this sport is uh it's getting tough it's getting tough to uh, uh stay interested in we got some fight at least for me uh we got some fight results from the weekend um and by the way I- i'm probably going to open up the uh phone lines uh, a little bit later on the show so when i do uh, make sure you uh, uh, give us a call if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, we also have a Super Chat Monday going on uh, in the uh, chat room up on our YouTube uh, channel. So if you want uh, uh, a question, comment, concern, 
discussed, give us a super chat, and we'll do it that way uh, as well. Uh, but first, uh, coming up a little bit later on the show, uh, I will be uh, giving uh, you guys an update on all of the uh, uh, all of the fights that took place this past weekend, at least the uh, uh, major uh, fights. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens um, uh, coming up uh, uh, a little bit later with those. Uh, uh, fight results. I got some emails, but first, I want to start off uh, with this whole charade. I listen. I I'm just so sick and tired of uh, this whole uh, Anthony Joshua against Deontay Wilder BS. Um, you know, I, I think one of my biggest hangups is the fact that these guys and both these cats. I'm not just singling out either one, but both these guys. Uh, are uh, uh, using social media to negotiate. Uh, he said, she said, I mean, all this crap. All I know is this, that Eddie Hearn, the guy who's, that, who's clearly in the driver's seat, uh, said that there would be a contract in Deontay Wilder's hands by Friday. Um, we didn't get any confirmation from Team Wilder that he did indeed get a contract in his hands. But we did get uh, a video that uh, Deontay posted mocking uh, not only Anthony Joshua, but of course Eddie Hearn as well, um, basically saying they're scared to, to fight him. Um, you know, uh, Deontay Wilder went on to say he's the baddest man on the planet. Him, I'm the baddest man on the planet. I'm the best. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm just so sick of it. You know, I, I caught a headline uh, last week on ESPN that said, I, I think the title of the article was, Who is Deontay Wilder? Or maybe it was on another uh, sports uh, network, but uh, who is Deontay Wilder? And this was a U.S. Uh, sports uh, uh, site. Might have been Yahoo Sports. I don't know. I forget. Who is Deontay Wilder? Well, that's the key here. You know, who is he? You know, we know who he is because we're diehard boxing fans. Uh, but the rest of the world doesn't. And the rest of the U.S. doesn't. You know, uh, when it, it was funny when um, before one of his fights, actually, it was Eddie Hearn that was walking uh, the streets of Brooklyn uh, asking people if they knew who Deontay Wilder was. And, you know, at first they said no. When they saw um, a, uh, a photo of him, they, they thought immediately that he was a basketball player. And I will admit he does have uh, the basketball player um, you know, physique, uh, I think, you know, I mean, if you look at all the superstar, uh, hoops players, a lot of them are built, uh, just like Deontay, but, um, my man, my man Johnston was kind enough to give us the latest update, uh, on this saga, uh, called, uh, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder, and, um, this was from Friday, okay, so we didn't do a live show, so this was from Friday, and uh, he said, uh, good morning, Billy C. Uh, Eddie Hearns confirmed uh, that the uh, contract uh, is agreed upon, uh, which uh, uh, Wilder will have by the end of the day. Now, this was on Friday, all right? Uh, and Eddie Hearns said, I quote, originally the plan was to fight uh, Wilder at Wembley. Uh, we want to fight at Wembley badly. We can't do that now because of Canelo against Triple G. They've taken the date, 
And secondly, 10 weeks isn't long enough to do a worldwide media tour that we need for this fight. Now we're looking at October, November, but it would have to be in Cardiff, which isn't a problem. So we look at it and the dates. We take this seriously because it's a fight that AJ wants. Now we're putting, uh, he said, we're putting the contract together and we'll have it um, uh, to uh, Wilder. This is all, this, uh, com these comments were taken on Friday morning. Uh, he says, uh, Josh was in camp, uh, but uh, if this drags, we're going to have to fight Povetkin, which uh, doesn't mean uh, we stop our negotiations with Wilder. We would still sign for a fight with Wilder, but it has to be after Povetkin. I'm not having Joshua's career held up by Wilder. We won't let it drag out. And then again, he re uh, reiterates about this would be a great fight for Daznan, D-A-Z-N. And we want to know because it's a lot of money for them. Uh, so they need to know soon. Um, first of all, I, I, I think that... Um, you know, to put it on that network would be the stupidest thing I, I've ever heard. Um, you know, the same reasons I gave last week about Terrence Crawford being basically screwed over by Bob Arum, by Bob Arum sticking him on ESPN+. Plus. Now, I'm not knocking the streaming services or uh, their future capabilities, etc., 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 but... You know, when you're promoting a, a, a guy, and in this case we're talking about Terrence Crawford, uh, you want to put him on a, a network or, or a, a, a viable, um, you know, service, let's just leave it at that, that the masses will see. Now, yes, I get it that, uh, you know, the capabilities of a streaming service are endless, but not all boxing fans do it. Um, I think that that was almost like a, 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 a kick in the face uh, to uh, Terrence Crawford, that Bob Arum is trying to keep him under wraps a little bit, uh, preventing uh, the worldwide recognition that I believe Terrence Crawford uh, should have. The same type of a thing would take place if Eddie Hearn decides to put uh, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder on uh, Dazen, D-A-Z-N. I always say that because I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Um, you know, I, I think it's a joke. I think it's a joke. Listen, this fight should have been signed. I am also pretty ticked off about the fact that they refer to uh, this fight as being, oh, well, uh, sorry, uh, it's not enough time. Uh, to get it to have this fight in September, and oh by the way, uh, Triple G and Canelo took the date. What? What? There's only one date in September. There's there's only there's only one one weekend in September where you hold fights. And if the theory here is that oh well, it's a pay per view, so we don't want to have the consumer uh, have to shell out money for two pay per views in a one. Since when? Tell me this. Since when? Does the powers that be in the sport of boxing give a rat's ass about the consumer? This is the this is the only frigging sport that fleeces the consumer more than any other. Every time you turn around, you're paying extra for something. We had to do it with Terrence Crawford. We have to do it with every big fight. So tell me, since when, Eddie Hearn, do people really care about shelling out more money. Since when 
do you care about the sport of boxing and its fans? Because if you did, Mr. Hearn, you would clearly have already made this fight. Now, whether Deontay Wilder is pulling, uh, uh, you know, a, a BS charade with all his little cons and all of this little we got 50 million and all of that, whether it's true or not, the proof is that the ball is in Anthony Joshua's court and Anthony Joshua meeting Eddie Hearn. It sounds to me that there is no question that the next fight for Anthony Joshua is against Alexander Povetkin. I said it all along that they didn't want this fight until next year, which is wrong. This fight needs to be made next. The next fight for both of them. There's no need for marination. There's not even need for a worldwide tour that he wants to do. Give me a break. Give me a break. You announce this fight, and it's going to go through the roof. And by the way, by the way, the other issue is this fight, in my opinion, would generate more pay-per-views than Triple G Canelo. I'm telling you. I don't care about Canelo's huge Mexican fan base. They've lost interest in him, too. With all his shenanigans, with the cheating and everything else, you know, Saul Canelo Alvarez has dropped uh, from favor with a lot of people, including myself. So, I mean, please, please. You know, this is a charade. This is a, a classic fleecing of uh, the boxing fan from the promoters slash powers that be. I don't care. You know, let me tell you something. If Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder set this fight up today and they said, hey, we want this fight, it's going to be taking place at Wembley Stadium September 15th or, you know, the week before or the week after, you know, September 23rd, whatever the date is. I don't care what Showtime says, or I don't care what HBO says. I don't care what Dasnin says. I don't care what anybody says. Guess what? They will make room on their programming schedule to show this fight, to suggest that we have to wait around for the completion of Canelo uh, Triple G2 is a joke, and to suggest that we have to wait around for uh, Deontay Wilder to fight Dominic Brazil and uh, uh, Anthony Joshua to fight uh, Alexander Povetkin is a joke. Neither one of those fights anybody can give a rat's ass about. And, and the only thing I'll say is that Anthony Joshua against Povetkin will get Anthony Joshua another 20 million bucks in his pocket. Well, how much is Deontay going to make from Dominic Brazil? Another two million, two point five. Come on, this fight it, it it needs to take place now. It needs to play take place now. I have not seen any anything that is being positive about this. It's rhetoric. It's propaganda. It's BS. It's it's actually Deontay Wilder trying to uh, increase his public uh, notoriety. Uh, by doing these outrageous things that he does, mimes and and uh, you know they're scared of me. I'm the best. I'm I'm the baddest on the planet. I'm the best ever. All these stupid things. We all know that he's not. We already know he's not. You know. I, I mean, come on. You know, the truth of the matter is, is he's got a powerful punch 
And that poses a problem for Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua says he wants to fight. Anthony Joshua says that he's not afraid, that he wants to challenge himself, just like he did against Vladimir Klitschko. So give him the fight. Is Eddie Hearn scared? Does that mean that no one in England will ever watch Anthony Joshua again if he loses? The beauty of boxing in Europe is that they don't hold it against a fighter when they come up with an L. That's the, that's the whole issue. The idiots here in the United States do. The idiots here in the United States that drive the, the programming schedules and the TV networks, they do. Because they don't know anything about the sport of boxing. They think that the only type of fight that they can promote is against uh, uh, with a, is with a fighter with an undefeated record. They don't. That's why the promoters don't put their fighters in to see if they, what they got early. That's why we see fighters. That's why we see fights exactly how we saw Errol Spence taking on his mandatory title uh, uh, challenger this past weekend. Didn't get out of the first round. I'll talk about that uh, in a minute here. We're going to take a break. But uh, uh, in any event, I'm really sick of this whole uh, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder thing. As a result, uh, we are not going to be doing uh, a live show uh, the rest of this week. This is it. Uh, this, uh, This show that we're doing right now live will be the last one. Uh, that we do until next week. Uh, whether we decide to come back or not, I don't know. I'm really, I've lost it. I've lost my interest in the sport. Um, I don't like the the way the fans are reacting, the young fans specifically. These fighters, uh, you know, uh, the ones that want to get the job done are being held back by old senile promoters. You know, I won't give you his name, but his initials are Bob Arum. You know, I mean, come on. What he did to Terrence Crawford, it's it's sickening. It's sickening. And what's happening right now in the heavyweight division, the division that drives the sport, is sad. And who's to blame? We can praise Eddie Hearn all we want, but I got news for you. As of right now, I blame Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn could have got this fight made, but he hasn't. What's up with that? I don't know. Hey, listen, When uh, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I got the fight results from the weekend. We got the heavyweight uh, uh, roundup. I want to open up the phone lines uh, in about 15 minutes or so. All of that is coming up uh, in about two. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. You know, I I just want to say, you know, I'm getting some comments in uh, one of the chat rooms about... Um, well, I, I'll, I'll be flat out. You know, a, a guy that helps us a lot um, with the uh, chat room itself uh, is telling me, oh, it's not, it's not uh, uh, Eddie Hearn's fault. Um, I, I tell you, it is Eddie Hearn's fault, and I'll tell you why. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think that um, the, uh, uh, 
uh, a lot of the problems were all stemmed from uh, Deontay Wilder's team. But but the truth of the matter is, is Barry Hearn could have uh, or Eddie Hearn could have made this uh, fight happen. You know, you know what really ticked me off last week? was when they said, when, when Deontay Wilder's team, uh, you know, accepted the con. Now, don't get me wrong. I can't stand the way that Team Wilder, and, and this, is, this is the part that really gets me, because Team Wilder, uh, along with a guy like Shelly Finkel, who's been in, involved, are, are using social media to negotiate and to respond. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Okay, at the end of the day, it has to be a contract. But what bothered me was even though that they did say, yeah, 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 we're going to take it. And then Eddie Hearn says, oh, well, well, then we'll get him a contract. Uh, We'll have it by Friday. This was on Monday. And you say to yourself, wait a minute. And my first argument last week was, wait a minute. You mean all of all of these negotiations are, are taking place uh, without any kind of written contract? You know, I, I mean, come on. You know, uh, are, 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 are you kidding me? I've never heard anything like that, okay? Never heard anything like that in my life. I, I've, I went over it last week. I've promoted fights. I know how the system works. I've been in the system. I am in the system still, you know, so I, I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. But let's assume that that was the key, all right? Why would Eddie Hearn, a guy that's in position to make boatloads of cash on this fight, take four days to draw up a contract? I mean, are you kidding me? I don't care if he's got 9,000 other fighters he's got to deal with. I don't care if he's got 20 other big shows he's got to deal with. This is the type of fight and the money that could be made that has to stop everything and focus on that. I would have had a team of lawyers getting that contract together within hours of them explaining that they're saying, yeah, we take it. I would have had that and and throw it back in their face the same way I'm telling you I don't like it. And it was the same way that, that Deontay... Uh, I mean, uh, Anthony Joshua should have responded to Deontay Wilder's challenge months ago the same way he got it, through multimedia, through uh, uh, social media, through emails, whatever they want to do. You want to play the stupid game? You want all these these young fans who don't know it, the left hook from a fish hook? Yeah, if they're believing it, well, then play the game. Respond, I'll take your $50 million. Why didn't he do that? Why didn't Anthony Joshua do that? You know, all he had to do was reply to the to the post. I take it. I accept. Let's get it done. Bam. You know, I, as as shallow as it really is, wouldn't have have just denutralized, shut off, put out the the uh, uh, the fire with Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is using social media to to gain ground when he shouldn't. I I mean, at, listen. Eddie Hearn is a smart businessman. He should have had this fight signed, sealed, and delivered already. At least he should have had the contracts in the hand of Deontay Wilder's team. And he should have said, up, the contracts are there. Now we're waiting. Now we're waiting. But no, he doesn't do that. 
He doesn't even get the contract. We don't even know if the contracts are really in his hand. We don't know it. We don't know it. There was, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there has not been a contract sent to uh, uh, to Team Wilder. I, you know why I say that? Because Eddie Hearn, he loves the limelight just as much as Wilder. And if Eddie Hearn sent that contract, you could bet your last dollar that Eddie Hearn would have said, I sent it! I sent the contract! The contract's in Deontay Wilder's hands now! He would have done that. He would have done that, but he didn't. So that means he didn't send the contracts. So he's still writing them up. Still writing them up. I got to write that contract. Jeez, what is it, a scroll? Is it 9,000 pages long? I mean, how long is it? Is he writing War and Peace? Is this contract like War and Peace? I mean, give me a break. The last time they were telling us the contract, all the particulars are, are done. We just need to figure out where now. We just need to figure out where. Well, if all the particulars are done, and there was never a contract to, to get the particulars done by, what are you talking about? You know, we call this, and where I come from, the old circle jerk. That's what this is, boys and girls, the circle jerk. You know, whether you want to blame it on Eddie Hearn, whether you want to blame it on Deontay Wilder, the end result is we, the boxing fans, are getting screwed once again, once again. We got screwed with Terrence Crawford being on a a, a, a new network, so to speak, you know, uh, at the uh, advantage of his old senile promoter who was lying yesterday, telling the truth today, you know, Bob Arum, you know, and now we got to deal with this. Come on, come on. You know, I, I, I mean, the truth of the matter is uh, this is uh, uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, my man coach saying, why all about uh, Hearn? Why do I say Hearn? Because he's in the driver's seat. Al Heyman doesn't write a check. Al Heyman doesn't pay for nothing. And, and if anybody thinks that Deontay Wilder has a promotional company that could have actually paid the $50 million, you're crazy. You're smoking crack or whatever's the, the newest thing today. You're crazy, all right? If they would have had the money, the fight would have taken place in the United States. They didn't have the money, okay? Whether you're a Deontay fan or not, they didn't have the money. They didn't have $50 million to guarantee Anthony Joshua before everything else. They didn't have the money, okay? So whether you believe that or not, it had nothing to do with Deontay Wilder's team. Deontay Wilder's team all along knew that Eddie Hearn and his team had to drive the bus. They were trying to get more money than the initial offer of $12.5 million. They succeeded. Whatever the deal is, whether it's $15, $20 million, whatever, they succeeded. Now the ball is clearly in Eddie Hearn's hands. Why isn't there a contract in Deontay Wilder's hands? Why are they stemming and circling around Triple G and Canelo's fight? Who gives a rat's ass? If the fight was the same, I would love to have that fight be the same weekend. I would love it. You know why? Because I'll tell you right now that Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua blow away the views for Canelo Triple G. You know who would be upset with, with the fight being on the same weekend? Oscar De La Hoya would be upset because Oscar De La Hoya would lose his little <laughs> fishnet stocking ass. I was going to say something else, but uh, I'll just stick it at that, all right? So please... Please, let's not play games. No one, let, let me just say this. No one is a bigger fan of Anthony Joshua than myself, okay? No one is a bigger fan of Anthony Joshua than myself. But enough is enough, 
All right? This fight has to be signed, sealed, and delivered. And it's not. I said all along, I said all along, go back and, and watch the shows. I said that this fight would not happen until uh, uh, 2019. I said it. I said that this fight would not happen. It's not. It's not. And and you know what? The reason why I'm blaming Eddie Hearn is because he could have called the bluff of Deontay Wilder once and for all. All he had to do was send the contract. That's all he had to do. Send the contract. But he didn't. The contract did not get in Deontay Wilder's hands on Friday like we were promised. It didn't. Okay? If it did then uh, uh, that's the way uh, we would have been talking about something different. Uh, but uh, in any event. Hey, listen, I'm going to take another break. When I come back, um, I uh, uh, will have the phone lines open. So if anybody wants to uh, give us a call to get your thoughts, uh, comments, or questions uh, uh, answered, that would be great. Uh, if you want to get your thoughts, comments, or questions talked about, send us a super chat. Uh, up on our YouTube chat room, all that stuff. Uh, in any event, I'm going to take a break, uh, so uh, don't go anywhere. Billy C will be right back. Now back to talking boxing with Billy C, the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there, Jeremy. Man, uh, I need you to take this one. All right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C? Damn it! Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> The undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. Uh, I wish we were uh, talking about uh, the date, signed, sealed, and delivered between uh, uh, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, but we're not. We're not. Uh, but uh, what we are going to talk about right now uh, is uh, uh, the fact that uh, uh, we had some fight results over the weekend. Um, you know, I, I uh, uh, want to uh, start off by saying, you know, I, 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 I was hoping I was wrong. I was hoping I was wrong uh, on my predictions with the Errol Spence uh, Carlos Ocampo fight uh, from Saturday night. I, I said it wasn't going to be um, a competitive fight, and I, and I knew that uh, Errol Spence was going to blow away Ocampo. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen in one round, and you know, I, this is this is the issue that I have with the sport of boxing right now and all the sanctioning bodies. You know, a fighter. Uh, when they when they start out boxing, uh, whether it be you know for fun, whether they go from as a kid you know for fun or or whatever, maybe they were getting in a little trouble and they wanted to do it for disciplinary action, and then they like it, and then they start to compete as an amateur, and then eventually turn pro. The ultimate goal, I would hope, is to become a world champion, and you know. Uh, the sanctioning bodies give the vehicle to a fighter to achieve that. Uh, we can make the argument that there's too many sanctioning bodies, there's too many titles, there's too many weight classes, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, 
it provides it meaning the sanctioning bodies provides uh, a a a end an ending so to speak or or a goal that a young fighter can set the problem is that uh, too often and i would say most of the time the sanctioning body is out for themselves i think a great example of that was what transpired with uh, triple g recently uh, with the IBF stripping him, even though they got twenty thousand to, uh, to to hang out, um, you know, in this case, Errol Spence, who a lot of people regard as you know a top welterweight right now, if not the best, um, you know, was forced to fight um, uh, his mandatory challenger, which was Carlos Ocampo. Uh, if he didn't, the IBF would have stripped him of the title. Now, I think certain fighters reach a level where the titles don't mean anything to them. They don't need the titles. They're regarded by the fans as the best, as a champion, etc. And then when that happens, when a fighter is at that point, generally they get everything going their way with the sanctioning bodies. Again, I was shocked that Triple G didn't get that uh, type of uh, treatment from the IBF, but that's neither here nor there. Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, two recent uh, champions uh, that uh, w were able to take advantage of uh, what I'm saying. Well, um, Errol Spence, uh, despite wanting to fight Terrence Crawford and Keith Thurman and the winner of uh, uh, Danny Garcia's next fight against uh, Sean Porter, um, he had to fight Carlos Ocampo first. Now, as a consolation, they let him uh, fight in, in Dallas uh, uh, at uh, Cowboys uh, or the training facility of, of the uh, Cowboys, uh, which was a personal uh, goal of his. So he, at least he got that. Um, here's the deal. Errol Spence beat the snot out of Carlos Ocampo. Now, I will say this. It looked like, you know, I'm watching this fight. And I said, uh, I, I, I said that, um, you know, I, I, I kind of was looking at this fight and I'm going, in the beginning I'm saying to myself, wow, does Errol Spence look like he's got some, um, you know, chinks in his armor? You know, is, is there some weaknesses there? You know, because I'm seeing El Campo landing some shots, some body shots. Uh, as, you know, a guy of his level. I mean, let's be real. He was young. I know he was undefeated, but he never fought anybody uh, that was a, a top uh, uh, contender, let alone, Carl, you know, fighting a guy like Errol Spence. Um, and then all of a sudden the lights went out and Carlos Ocampo got hit with that body shot uh, that finally we, uh, um, you know, got the, a good camera angle uh, to see it. But, uh, um you know, Errol Spence knocked him out with, uh, I think there was uh, a second left, two minutes and 59 seconds of the first round to retain his belt. Uh, over 14,000 people uh, at the, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Ford Center, which is their training uh, facility at the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and, um, you know, Spence uh, looked great for that two minutes and 59 seconds. He improved to 25 and over 21 knockouts. Carlos Ocampo dropped to 22 and one with 13 knockouts. Um, I think uh, Ocampo is, is a, uh, uh, a good uh, fighter. I think that he's going to be uh, an up and coming uh, guy to keep an eye on. 
and uh, you know, uh, but he was not ready for Errol Spence. Uh, moving on, uh, the co-main event, uh, Daniel Roman uh, fought uh, Moses uh, Flores. Um, however, uh, Flores uh, had come in heavy. So, and uh, you know, once again. Uh, whether the fighters are fighting out of weight class or whether the discipline is just not there, I don't know. But uh, Daniel Roman uh, uh, ended up winning this fight, 116-112, uh, 118-110, 120 to uh, uh, 108, uh, all for uh, Daniel Roman. Um, the fight between Javier Fortuna and Adrian Granados, uh, when there were 10 seconds left in the round, Fortuna fell out of the ring and um, acted like he hit his head, uh, was uh, taken out on a stretcher. Um, I don't know what to think of that. I watched that replay every time they showed it. Then I watched it myself. And I got to be honest, I did not see his head hit anything. Now, um, one of the announcers had said, well, maybe the way he snapped down, maybe he got like a whiplash. Um, maybe. Maybe, and I'm not, you know, going to suggest that he was uh, faking it or anything like that. But if you watch the replay closely, when he got pushed through the ropes, which he did, and those ropes, incidentally, were not uh, uh, tight, um, I thought I saw him lunge himself, and I'm talking about Fortuna, lunge himself with his legs, um, to, you know, like kind of get out of that ring, like to maybe emphasize that he uh, was pushed through the ropes and then snapped his neck or snapped his or banged his head uh, on an area we couldn't see from a camera angle. That's what I thought. I thought that he was trying to get the fight, um, you know, to, uh, to get a DQ or something. Um, but that is just uh, my... Uh, 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 opinion of that but uh, nonetheless it uh, stopped before the end of the fourth round uh, meaning it's a uh, no decision so uh, that's what took place on that card all in all I gotta be honest with you I, I didn't think with the with the exception of Errol Spence I didn't think that that fight card deserved to be on a cable network um, you know Daniel Roman and and Flores, yes, two undefe well, one undefeated fighter going up against Daniel Roman, who was a champ. One guy doesn't make weight; they're not big names. Um, you know, maybe as the 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 opener, uh, you know, instead of the uh, Fortuna Granados fight, another fight I'm not so sure deserved to be on a card like that. Um, I I'm sorry, I still believe that the cable network should be. Uh, you know, a a, a a a a a vehicle for top top fights, and then the ultimate top fights, uh, obviously uh, uh, on a pay per view. But that's just uh, my humble uh, opinion. Phone line is open if you want to give us a call eight four five two two eight eight seven one zero. What's your thoughts on whatever? Um, some other fights that uh, took place. Um, 2016 Olympian Josh Kelly improved to 7-0 and with five knockouts when he took care of Chris George and uh, took his belt while he was at it. Chris George drops to 14-2 uh, and with eight knockouts. He was stopped in the seventh round. Also on that card, uh, Lewis Ritson improved to 16-0 and with 10 knockouts uh, when he took care of uh, uh, Paul Hyland Jr., uh, losing for the first time uh, in his 
uh, career. He drops to 18-1. and one. And Gavin McDonald um, retained his uh, international title. This cracked me up, too. Uh, when he won uh, a fight over Stuart Hall, which I, I thought this was going to be uh, a more of an entertaining fight. It wasn't that entertaining. I mean, it was a one-sided fight for Gavin McDonald as as, uh, as, um, as the judges saw it. 115-113 was the closest score, but the other two had it 117-111. Uh, McDonald improved to 20 wins, one loss, two draws. Uh, Stuart Hall drops to 21-7 win, uh, losses and a couple of draws. And uh, Ricky Burns... Uh, trying to uh, 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 think uh, um, he's going to continue his career. They gave him a, you better win this one, Ricky, fight. Uh, and uh, he uh, did uh, beat um, Ivan uh, Najakic, uh, in the uh, when he uh, couldn't come out for the fifth round. Ricky Burns improves to 42 wins, seven losses, and a draw. Um, former world title challenger uh, Andres Fonfara, Improved to uh, 30 wins and uh, five losses uh, when he scored a sixth, sixth round uh, knockout uh, over uh, uh, Ismail um, Salika uh, in their fight that took place uh, uh, on Saturday. So uh, he's uh, back in the uh, uh, w- back in the winning ways, I should say. Um, also, a, a guy that's uh, picking up some steam in terms of uh, popularity. Uh, Rich, uh, Richard Popeye the Sailor Man Rivera uh, remained undefeated. He improved to 8-0 and uh, when he knocked out Jamie uh, Solario uh, in the eighth round. Uh, Solario drops to 14-2. and It took place in Hartford. Um, some other fights that uh, also took place um, in, uh, uh, where was this fight? In Mexico, uh, former uh, world champ Wilfredo Vasquez Jr., um, improved to 25 wins, seven losses, and two draws uh, with 20 knockouts uh, when he uh, knocked out, brutally, I might add, uh, the hometown favorite who said he was doing making his last appearance uh, and wanted to put on a show for his hometown. Christian Mahares uh, was knocked out uh, in the uh, uh, third round uh, with a shot that just crumbled him to the canvas. Uh, Mahares uh, leaves the, his career 59 wins, nine losses, and two draws with 27 knockouts. Uh, the co-main event uh, was actually a good matchup between uh, Jose uh, Piston Lopez, uh, who won a majority decision to improve 28 wins, six losses, and a couple of draws over Roberto Massa Ortiz, uh, who drops the third fight in his career. He's now 35-3-2. and two. Um, Some heavyweight. Here's the heavyweight uh, picture. There was a uh, a fight that took place in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, It was billed as a hometown bragging rights uh, between two heavyweights. Um, Cassius, (coughs) excuse me, Cassius Anderson uh, against Marcus uh, Valentine. Um, Valentine looked like he uh, ate uh, a little too many uh, Valentine candies. I mean... Um, pretty, uh, I, I can't st- stand seeing fighters that out of shape, even in the heavyweight division. But it looked like it was going to be a decent scrap um, until uh, the f- um, towards the end of the fourth round, um, Anderson kind of pushed Valentine uh, through the ropes, but the referee called it a knockdown. Um, 
Marcus was uh, kind of going to the floor, um, but his corner prevented him. They caught him and, uh, you know, held him. Because they did that, and I don't know if you guys know this, but if a fighter gets hit through the ropes, not pushed, but when it's considered a punch and he goes through the ropes, he does have more than 10 seconds. He gets 20 seconds to get back in the ring under his own power. Because the referee, his name was Jamie Howe, uh, called it a knockdown, the fact that uh, his corner helped him up uh, earned an immediate disqualification. Uh, so at the end of the night, um, Anderson improved to five uh, in one uh, with three knockouts, and uh, Valentine lost for the second time in his career via, uh, well, the first time as a DQ, but uh, five and two. They're both crying for a rematch, so we'll see uh, what happens uh, with that one. But some other heavyweight fights that took place uh, over the weekend. Um, in Quebec, Canada, Simon uh, Keane improved to 15-0 and 0, uh, when he stopped Adam Braidwood uh, via a third-round stoppage of a scheduled 10-round fight, uh, and uh, Braidwood drops to 13-2. and 2. Um, Marco Captain Huck in Germany, uh, there were three heavyweights on the card, and uh, Marco Captain Huck, comes back if you guys recall he was considered the best cruiserweight uh in the world for a long time uh i loved him he had already fought at heavyweight once before he challenged uh alexander povetkin and i thought he won that fight to be honest with you i thought that uh uh you know he had uh uh he had been winning that fight i should say um but uh, uh in any event uh, he improves to 41 wins, five losses, and a draw uh, when he stopped his opponent in the fourth round of a scheduled 10-round fight. Uh, Jakob uh, Saglam drops to 40 wins and five losses. Uh, also on that card from Germany, uh, Petar Milas improved to 12-0 and with a 10-round unanimous decision uh, victory over Francisco Piata, who at one time was uh, a pretty uh, uh, high-thought uh, uh, you know, highly thought uh, heavyweight. He drops to 35-4-1. And, one. Uh, and uh, Kem uh, Lundquist improved to 4-0 when he won a six-round unanimous decision over Andre uh, Bunga, who drops to 4-12 and 12 with a draw. In Warsaw, Poland, uh, Michael Olas uh, improved to 6-0 when he knocked out uh, Ramzili uh, Gogzhevelli in the third round of a scheduled eight-round fight. Gogzhevelli drops to 32 wins, 26 losses, and a couple of draws. Uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, Ivan uh, Dungcho improved to 6-0 and when he stopped Michael Marone in the first round of a scheduled eight. Hey, Mike. Now, uh, Michael Marone, he dropped to 21-9. and you know, I came real close to trying to help Mike Marone. He was so money hungry. But, man, was he telling me, was he preaching to me, saying how he's dedicated himself, blah, blah, blah. He's lost a bunch in a row right now. He loses to a 5-0 and fighter who's now 6-0 and in the first round. Mike, make no mistake, Mike Marone was looking for a payday. Uh, these are the kinds of fights that boxing has to police a little better. Uh, also on that card... Uh, in St. Pete, Cade Rodriguez improved to 2-1 and one when he knocked out Gary Kelly uh, in the second round of a scheduled four. Uh, Kelly drops to 1-7. and seven. And then over in uh, the U.K. at Bethel Green, in Bethel Green at your call, Joe Joyce uh, got in the ring again. He improved to 5-0 and oh when he stopped his opponent, uh, Ivaka uh, Bakurin, 
in the very first round. Bakurin drops to 30 wins, 14 losses, and a draw. But there's an asterisk next to it. It, it really appears that Bakurin was, uh, uh, not only was he a last-minute sub, but he went down and out from a punch that, if you watch the, uh, there's a uh, video up on YouTube, if you watch it, I didn't see it really hit him that hard, but it uh, looked like Gary Kelly was uh, brought in, uh, you know, made, made uh, maybe had his blood work all set. I, I don't know, uh, but uh, was taken out pretty quick. It doesn't help uh, Joe Joyce much uh, when he gets uh, uh, an opponent like that. Also on that card, two uh, pro debuters. You knew one, one uh, guy was going to end up with a win, one guy was going to end up with a loss, unless... They fought to a draw, right? Well, that didn't happen. George Fox improved to 1-0 when he won a four-round points decision over Phil Williams, who drops to 0-1. So uh, uh, that takes care of uh, uh, the fights that uh, took place uh, this past uh, weekend uh, in, uh, you know, the big fights. And then, of course, um, the uh, in the heavyweight division, you guys know that I, I've been doing this uh, heavyweight roundup. Uh, speaking of roundup, you got uh, uh, any... Uh, thoughts on what's really got me aggravated today uh to the max uh you can give us a call 845-228-8710 or uh send us a super chat over in the youtube chat room and uh we'll be glad to uh um you know have uh your comments thoughts questions whatever uh part of the show but uh, uh in any event um i got a couple of emails this first one is from my man uh chip more commonly known as Mitch. Uh, he says, uh, hey, Billy C., this is sweet justice. He goes, remember when Triple G wanted to unify the belt with Billy Joe Saunders, Saunders and kept BSing him? Then his team said he'd be ready to fight uh, Triple G in 18 months. Yeah. We we got we had a lot of uh, airtime out of that. We got a lot of airplay, I should say, out of that. Uh, that was a joke. Um, he says, well, Billy Joe Saunders canceled his fight with Martin Murray. They moved the date, and they pulled out again. We speculated that the reason they pulled out the second time was because he was negotiating with either Canelo or Triple G, or both. It turns out that the negotiation was indeed Triple G. He says uh, Team Triple G played both sides, uh, Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders, against each other. The fact that there was a deal in place means that Martin Murray was about to, was about to get played for a sucker again by Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, how sweet is it that Triple G, um, uh, he says, how sweet is it uh, that uh, Triple G got his big money rematch and now Billy Joe Saunders is without a big fight with either Triple G or Canelo. Now Billy Joe Saunders can wait for the winner on September 15th to decide if they want to face him or not. He went from having two choices for a big money fight to no choices. You mess around too much, and sometimes you get what you deserve. Sucker. This is uh, my man Mitch. He says, there were, um, so, uh, you know, I agree. Uh, yeah, but, but I agree, yes, you know, but unfortunately in the sport of boxing, you know, the most important thing is to get as much money as you can get, right? Um, but you shouldn't do it at another fighter's expense. I, I think the point that Mitch is making here is that Billy Joe Saunders had a fight signed, sealed, and delivered, uh, and instead he uh, uh, you know got greedy 
you know, instead of fighting Martin Murray, he got greedy and tried to, uh, you know, get himself uh, some more money, more money, more money, and he ended up with nothing. You know, you, you, you got to understand when you're dealing with Oscar De La Hoya, there's no guarantee until the bell rings. Uh, so, you know, and, and Triple G was smart. Triple G actually um, did what I feel he should have done a long time ago. Flex his muscle, you know, uh, take into account that he is a draw. You know, people keep saying that this guy's not a draw. Everybody I talk to that's not even boxing fans have heard of Triple G. You know, he's got this allure about him. And, um, you know, although he hasn't been that same destructive uh, force, um, you know, I, you know, he's still, most people still think he, he beat Canelo. And Canelo had to fight Triple G. Because if he didn't take on Triple G, then it would have hurt him uh, even more, I think. Anyway, um, another point from uh, uh, Mitch. He says, uh, Dillian White against Joseph Parker has already hit over 12,000 tickets sold. I wonder if we had the equivalent to those two fighters in the United States, how the tickets would sell. Maybe 1,200 at this point. Uh, even at the, he says, only at the theater at Madison Square Garden. He says, uh, um, he wanted to tell me a couple of other things and he keeps forgetting. He says his mind is going. But, uh, you know, I, this is something that I say all the time. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that here in the United States, and, and this is why I hope that we get a lot more fights take place Overseas, and, and I'm not trying to take the fights away from us here in the States, but I like to watch fights when there's a huge crowd that generates energy and the fighters respond. You know, we've heard this from fighters many, many times that, you know, they respond to, to the cheers or jeers uh, of the fans uh, in, in attendance. When you go over the Europe, generally, we're talking about England here, um, you know, they're packing stadiums, man. They're packing stadiums. Our best pay-per-view guy was Oscar, uh, was uh, Floyd Mayweather. He still didn't even sell out. Uh, you know, he the most he ever sold, I think, Live Gate were, was, what, 15000 and change? I know people say, well, yeah, but they were selling those tickets for, for $500 for nosebleed seats. You know, oh, he draws. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. You know, the, the fact is the fact. The truth of the matter is, is that, you know, when when we have a big fight here in the States um, and the reason why they have them in Vegas a lot is because, uh, you know, the casinos can always fill uh, up uh, uh, these places with their with their uh, high rollers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, they can fill up the, their their venues with the high rollers or whatever. But uh, over in England, they pack stadiums, man. They pack stadiums. Dillian White against Joseph Parker. Yes, it's a great fight. 12,000 tickets sold already? I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And the analogy that Mitch made that uh, if a fight, you know, even if we had two big names, uh, 1,200. You know, the, the last fight against uh, Deontay Wilder, a great example of that, Mitch, is Deontay Wilder when he fought Luis Ortiz. There was a fear that that fight was going to look like an empty uh, a venue. 
you know, it finally filled up. A lot of rumor has it that they gave away a lot of tickets. But but the truth of the matter, not that it wasn't a high demand fight. I'm not suggesting that. But but the point is, is that here in the States, it just seems that uh, people uh, like to uh, stay home more than uh, uh, they do elsewhere. Hey, listen, I'm going to take a short break. Uh, when I come back, uh, I got some more uh, opinions on uh uh, the state of boxing and, and why I'm so uh, ticked off at it. I'll be back in two. Billy Z will be right back. Part of the Billy Z Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C. He may not have an Excellence in Broadcasting Award, but the night's still young. And he's got martinis. So you never know what may be by morning. morning. It's talking Boxing with Billy C. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. Uh, don't forget, phone lines open, 845-228-8710. Don't be scared. Or send us a super chat uh, over in the uh, YouTube chat room. We want to hear from you. Um, before I went to break, I was uh, talking about uh, an email that uh, uh, my man Mitch sent me. And he was pointing out the uh, uh, the fight between Dillian White and Joseph Parker, former uh, WBO champ, world champion, and the fact that it sold out uh, over twelve thousand tickets already. And um, you know, I, I was saying how here in the U.S. Uh, they don't do that, um, and and what I mean, they don't do it. They people don't have a tendency to go to the live boxing events like they do other events. And I still don't understand why, because if somebody out there happens to be watching this show and you're not a diehard boxing fan and you've never, um, you know, been uh, uh, a, uh, you know, if you've never been to a live event, um, you got to check one out. Boxing is the type of sport that it's totally different when you watch it live than compared to uh, uh, other sports. For an example, um, I, I had season tickets for the New York Jets for 30 years. And, uh, you know, what I learned over, over that time was not only was it very disheartening for me to drive home after the Jets lost, uh, but I had to deal with uh, a lot of stuff um, from the stance. You know, uh, my seats were good, but uh, I was in the middle of, of a section. So, you know, the guy next to me that ordered a hot dog, it got passed all the way down, all those hands on that hot dog right in front of your face. and then you get, um, But the more important things is the view that I used to get from my seats were better than I could see at home. With technologies 
and the way they film uh, football games now um, changed that. And the end result was the fact that you got, you get, you actually get uh, a better uh, view uh, and camera shots uh, watching it at home than you do uh, on uh, uh, live. So the, you know, the TV actually has uh, better uh, camera angles and stuff uh, than you see live because you're distracted. Well, boxing is the opposite. Yes, you have the benefit of the replay. Um, like, for an example, this past weekend, uh, you know, we see uh, uh, Carlos Ocampo uh, crumble to the canvas, can't get up. We're saying to ourselves, what, what just happened? Uh, and then, thankfully, uh, the guys in the truck were able to produce uh, a reverse angle shot, and we got to see uh, the punch uh, that landed uh, on uh, on his uh, midsection that uh, knocked him out. And, you know, uh, one of the most important things that, that I feel uh, goes hand-in-hand hand with, with boxing uh, live is the excitement level, you know, that, that, that juice, that, that adrenaline um, that gets going. You know, and I hate to sound barbaric, but, you know, at least in my era, uh, you know, you ever see a fight, you know, like I'm not talking about an organized fight. I'm talking about a schoolyard fight, a, a neighborhood fight, an alley fight. And, uh, you know, whether you're in it or whether you're watching it, you get jacked up, all right? Uh, you know, and, and that's the feeling you you get when you're watching a fight live. And if you are going to watch a fight live, to see it ringside, you know, close is like nothing else. With that said, still, a lot of people here in the United States prefer to sit on their fat asses and watch it uh, on, the, on their TV set or however they're getting it. Whereas in Europe, uh, specifically England, they pack the stadiums, uh, and uh, you know we 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 get that that excitement level that emanates from the fans. Uh, the fighters themselves uh, rise to the occasion, and the end result is is something a lot more exciting. In my opinion, getting back to the uh, you know Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder fight that hasn't been signed yet. Um, to me, there was no question that that fight uh, deserved to be in the UK. Not only because I feel that Anthony Joshua uh, is clearly the A-side here, uh, but I also felt that, um, you know, we needed to feel that excitement uh, from the live audience. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, if the fight happens... Uh, which I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, it couldn't have happened uh, uh, anywhere else, but uh, in any event. Um, you know, with that said, I've been a supporter of Eddie Hearn uh, for a long time. Uh, I liked his father when his father was running uh, the show, but uh, Eddie has done a great job. You know, he's uh, gotten himself uh, some great fighters under his banner, uh, he's putting on the fights that people want to see. Uh, domestically in England, uh, he is not afraid to put his fighters in against a, a quality opponent. Um, these are all things that make him, in my mind, 
at least uh, in my opinion, that he's the top promoter, the top active promoter in the sport today. I don't think anyone uh, comes close uh, to, uh, uh, to that. Um, but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that he's failing us now. And I say he's failing us because I don't think that he is making uh, the effort that I feel he should. Now, in his defense again, um, it could very well be a case of the boy who cried wolf. And if nobody knows what I'm talking about, go read the book. Uh, Whereas he didn't want to look like an idiot. But this is where my frustration really comes to a head because, you know, as much as I disagree with the antics uh, that Deontay Wilder and his team, even Shelly Finkel, uh, have employed uh, to try to get this fight signed, sealed, and delivered, or at least act like they want it, um, the way that they've tried it uh, through social media, uh, through email blasts, um, you know, through he said, she said, uh, through, uh, uh, you know, I said social media, but, you know, just so you know, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, you know, Eddie Hearn wants to be uh, a, 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 a guy that doesn't want to be taken advantage of, made, made to look like a fool. Well, if I'm Eddie Hearn, I would have had that contract over to Wilder uh, immediately. The day he said, Wolf, take it, I would have dropped everything and had a, fu- a, a fight contract uh, ready for him to sign that day, okay? The fact that he didn't, and then he said, well, if they're really serious, we'll see if they're serious, we'll see if they're serious, we'll see if they're serious. You put a, a, a contract in front of him, and you'll see if he's serious. Then, Eddie could have employed the same tactics that Team Wilder used against him. And that would have been social media, even though I'm against it. Social media, uh, you know, blah, 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 right? Um, you know, and, and call the bluff. But instead, you have two sides of the fence. You got, you know, all of the Wilder fans who think it's Eddie Hearn, all of the Joshua fans who think it's Wilder. And, you know, at the end of the day, who's getting screwed? We are. We're getting screwed. The boxing fan. You know, um, I, I, I just, I just want to ask this question. If the fight doesn't get made, or if they come up with an announcement, which very well may be, where they say, hey, we got the fight signed. We got the fight signed. Um, you know, I, I, here we go. The fight signed, sealed, and delivered. And uh, but 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 here's the stipulation: we're each going to fight our our mandatories first. But we got to sign contracts. So as soon as, uh, providing we both win, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna fight. How would you feel? How would you feel about that? Would you feel that you succeeded to a to a degree? Um, would you would you feel that? Uh, you know, you're being screwed still. Um, I, I mean, how would you feel? You know, uh, whose fault really is it? You know, is it our fault? 
Is it the fans' fault? Because in a way, people like myself who keep talking about this are actually putting fuel in the fire, right? I mean, if the fans just did not communicate at all, did not respond to the games that, you know, Deontay Wilder started, really. I want to kill... I'm going to kill somebody in the ring. I'm going to kill somebody in the ring. I feel it. I feel it. I want to kill somebody in the ring. Yeah. Uh, listen, this guy, uh, in any other sport, they would have, uh, you know, uh, they they would he would have been he would have been on some kind of suspension. Not in boxing. Yeah. In boxing, he gets more followers for saying that. You know. So my point is, is it our fault for, for continuing to fuel the fire? Very well could be. Very well could be. But uh, at the end of the day, this fight should have already been signed. And we move on to uh, Triple G Canelo. That fight's signed. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from this point on with the uh, promotion of Triple G Canelo. Uh, right now, the truth of the matter is, is that Canelo and his team are trying to make him be the victim, which, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's quite the magician's act to be successful at that. I mean, sleight of hand, right? Um, you know, did Triple G win anything here? I, I'm still curious um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still curious uh, about how they're going to bill it. Remember how nobody's cutting loose um, is, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're cutting loose with the fact that, um, you know, hey, hey we, we're going to, uh, you know, they weren't telling everyone what the, the final deals were. Uh, with uh, with the negotiation, the Hail Mary. I'm telling you, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, this this fight, the billing is going to change. So I, I'm curious to see when the fight posters come. I haven't seen a fight poster yet. Maybe they're already out. Uh, but I'm curious to see if it changes. Um, you know, if it changes, uh, uh, um, you know, and, and it says Triple G versus Canelo rather than Canelo um, versus uh, uh, Triple G. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see about that. But uh, uh, hopefully uh, um, uh, hopefully it, it, it does something. Because, you know, if it's just about the money, uh, why wouldn't uh, uh, they be, af- why would they be uh, um, afraid to, uh, to mention it? You know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, but uh, in any event. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I think that that fight had lost a lot of luster. I think that a lot of people were turned off by the by everything involved with that fight, and I think that the numbers may not even do uh, as good as the first fight, uh, which uh, uh, is ridiculous if you think about it. But um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. There's a lot of people that that are turned off by Canelo. And for me, uh, I'm turned off by Canelo because of his attitude as well. Um, you know, that he's, uh, you know, uh, impoivious uh, to, uh, 
uh, the rules and regulations, etc. And I'm also a little disappointed that they decided to have that fight in in uh, Nevada again. I think that is another statement that you know we as boxing fans need to make that um, you know we don't want these uh, uh, you know BS uh, commissions to drive the sport, and that's what's uh, happening. You know, I mean, uh, I uh, uh, understand that you know just like just like the WBA president said, uh, well now now there's so much outrage because of the cheating that more people are going to want it because of the PEDs, you know. Um, but uh, uh, I, I I don't I I don't know I don't know. Um, uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, we will not be doing a live show. The rest of the week, uh, we won't be back till next week. And if we are not coming back at all, you, you keep your uh, uh, eyes open for uh, an announcement via email or or whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Um, we have a trivia question that's been uh, floating around. And um, did I give did I give the answer? Did somebody get this one? No. I gave a, a, a hint, and I'll give it one more time. Uh, we're stumping you on this one. Now, what I've been doing with the uh, trivia questions is when we do stump you, um, we don't, uh, I don't give you the answer <laughs> because I use it again. I want to recycle it. Um, so this is, a, is, is a pretty much of a tough one, but I gave a big hint. So if you didn't stick around and listen, uh, you missed a big hint, so I'm going to do it one more time. If you're the first one to email me the correct answer, Billy at Talkin' Boxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G dot com. You'll win your very own copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. Um, the question is, what was the biggest height difference between two men in the same division for a world title fight? excluding the heavyweight division. That means <clears throat> not counting the heavyweights, all right? What was the biggest difference between two men in the same division for a world title fight, excluding the heavyweights? If you're the first one to email me, Billy at Talkin Boxing, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G uh, dot com, then uh, you will win your very own copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. I'm going to give you the hint right now. What is the biggest height difference between two men in the same division for a world title fight, excluding the heavyweights? Well, the fight that I'm talking about, and by the way, I want the names of the fighters and the height difference. Um, you could give me the names of the fighters uh, and the fight and still win without the height difference, uh, but you can't just take a guess of the height difference and win. The hint here is that when they fought, um, the fight was in the flyweight division. And I'm going to throw you another hint. The champion was the taller guy. The champion was the taller guy. So if you're the first one to email me, Billy at Talking Boxing, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com, you'll win your very own copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. Good luck to everyone uh, at that one um, You know one other thing uh, I wanted to uh, uh, Say Was that uh, You know 
some possible things that uh, uh, you know have been going through my mind about the show and continuing and the sport itself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, uh, you know, we used to do a lot of the post-fight shows, and it's something that we enjoyed doing. And um, uh, if we do cease this daily show, uh, we would, uh, um, you know, do a weekly uh, show. I guess I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard uh, to uh, to stay into a, a sport that um, is just losing it. Uh, and and you know you could say what are you talking about Billy C you know I mean we got some great fights we got some great fighters we have great fighters we really do and and I think that that's the most disheartening part of it all that we have a lot of young talented fighters out there uh, that are on their way up uh, that are going to continue to feed the pool of fighters as time goes on the problem is is at least here in the states. Um, these young fighters that are, are becoming prospects and, and, and climbing the ladder into becoming a contender and then, of course, to get the world title shot are similar to what we witnessed on Saturday night with Carlos Ocampo. Now, no disrespect to Carlos Ocampo. He's uh, only uh, 22 years old, and he's got a, a, a long uh, a career in front of him. And... Uh, uh, I, I, I don't think he's born in the U.S. As a matter of fact, I know he's not. He may be residing in the U.S. now. But my point is, is that he latched on to a U.S. promoter and they've, you know, protected him. When I was breaking down the fights on Friday, um, you know, I, you saw all of his fights. I think it was the last six or seven fights were all against very, very calculated opponents. And then the result because of the corrupt sanctioning bodies, is that he gets a world title shot. Now, unfortunately for Carlos Ocampo, he got put in there with a legitimate, talented fighter in Errol Spence. So, you know, and then you're going to have people that aren't knowledgeable of this sport saying, well, Carlos Ocampo, he was exposed. The guy's a fraud. He wasn't good. Well, is it his fault? That's my point. Is it the fighter's fault? How often do we hear fighters say, well, I, hey, listen, it's not my, uh, you know, it's not uh, my, uh, uh, you know, uh, decision. I don't make the rules. I just fight whoever they, they put in front of me, you know. But um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. And, uh, you know, I, I, thank God for the European fighters because the European fighters – and, and the Ukrainian fighters and, and the Japanese fighters, the Mexican fighters, these are all fighters that are willing to fight anyone, any place, anytime. They don't just say it like a lot of them. You know, like the Charlo brothers. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of hearing the rhetoric from those two. You know, yeah, we fight anybody, anybody. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I can't help but get that, that, that video. I think my man Coach sent me a video of uh, uh, down in, in below the Madison Square Garden or the Barclays Center, wherever it was, Daniel Jacobs just happens to be walking by, and uh, Charlo says something to him. Daniel Jacobs stops, face to face, nobody around. Daniel Jacobs, the two Charlo brothers are there, and uh, somebody with a with a phone recording it. And Jacobs is going, man, don't don't be giving me any of your BS. Basically, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Don't be giving me any of your BS. You know. 
you fight, you win, you'll earn a shot with me. End of story. You know, and, and then you didn't see nothing. You sort of looked on his face. Typical, you know, uh, when a bully gets shut up, you know. And I have forever had that image of both those guys because I can't tell them apart, especially uh, this past weekend when they're doing their hair the same, you know. But uh, very disheartening, uh, the direction things are going. Even though we're in probably the best resurgence that this sport has seen in, in, in a decade. You know, these last, and I'm talking about these last two and a half years, have been a clear resurgence. Um, but uh, but still, it seems we get a lot of competitive fights. Like like the fights this weekend that were on Showtime, it wasn't that they weren't, comp- I mean, the Spence fight wasn't competitive. It wasn't that the other fights weren't competitive. It's just that I didn't believe that they belong on a cable network like Showtime or HBO. They should have been on ESPN or... Uh, you know, another network, FS1, something like that. Anyway, um, on this day in boxing history, June 18th, in 2005, here's another one. Uh, this guy, Antonio Tarver, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but Antonio Tarver, to me, was uh, one of the biggest smokescreen fighters ever to win a championship. I mean, uh, uh I was never impressed with Antonio Tarver, especially when I met him in person. But anyway, on this day in 2005, Antonio Tarver wins a 12-round decision over Glenn Johnson uh, to win the world uh, light heavyweight title to place in Tennessee. On this day in 1976, Eckerd Dage uh, knocks out Elisha Obed uh, in the 10th round uh, to win the WBC World Junior Middleweight title to place in uh, Berlin, Germany. On this day in 1965, Nino Benvenuti, Benvenuti I uh, screwed that up, huh? Nino Benvenuti uh, knocks out uh, Sandro uh, Mazagay uh, in the sixth round uh, to win the World Junior Midway title, and that took place in Italy. On this day in 1929, Panama Al Brown wins a 15-round decision over Vidal Gregorio, uh, to win the vacant World Bantamweight title that took place in Long Island City, New York. Uh, on this day in 1923, you know, one of the greatest uh, flyweights in the history of the sport who died in his 20s from a, uh, an infection in his tooth, Pancho Villa knocks out Jimmy Wilde in the seventh round to win the World Flyweight title that took place in New York City. If, if you don't think this was a great feat, look up Jimmy Wilde's record going into this fight look it up look it up you know we talk about this 50 and 0 bs that uh fayweather uh brags about look at this guy's record going into this fight and pancho vila beat him and finally on this day in 1941 the bronx bomber i said bronx not bronze the original bronx bomber joe lewis knocks out Billy Kahn in the 13th round to retain his world heavyweight title, and that took place at the Polo Grounds in New York City. What a significant fight this was. And this fight would live on forever to this day uh, for both of these fighters. Wherever they went, they were asked about this fight. This was the fight that Billy Kahn was winning, was winning uh, until the 13th round. Uh, he had uh, all the uh, the answers until the 13th round. And why? 
did it crumble down for Billy Kahn? Because Billy Kahn was trying to go for the knockout. And uh, that's exactly what Joe Lewis needed him to do. But uh, in any event, listen, boys and girls, I announced this at the beginning of the show. This is our last uh, live show until Monday. We'll be back on June 25th. Need some time to uh, recharge here. And uh, in the meantime, uh, drop me an email with your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, whatever uh, on the uh, fights we talked about today, uh, on the future of boxing, on uh, anything that you want on this show, if you'd like. Uh, drop me an email. We'd love to hear from you. Billy at Talking Boxing. That's T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com. And while you're at it, you know, I, I want to thank everyone that uh, uh, already has emailed me uh, about where they get the show, how they watch it, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to do that, uh, we're still compiling some data. So uh, uh, that would be great if you could drop me an email, tell me how you watch or listen to the show. Uh, it would be appreciated. Hey, listen, boys and girls, make sure you tune in Monday morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby. <laughs>